Welcome along one and all. It is season four, episode 10, I believe, of the UK Dallas Cowboys uh, podcast. We're having a nice fireside chat this evening between myself and Graham Wilson. Graham, how are things? It's like uh, one of those weird shows, you know, you know, an evening with Alex Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> there, well, there, there we go. I mean, we, we have the Scottish influence in yourself. We have the Irish influence here. So let's hope there's no Roy Keane moments. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose, look, we're, we're, we're on the edge of the season. It is nearly here. What, we're two nights away from the big kickoff, the Bills and the Rams. Um, do you know, it's, it's, it's nearly time the preseason is over. It's uh, it's quite a good Thursday night football as well um, mm. to get the Rams on, uh, and the Bills are obviously going to be a, a good team again this year. So, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's amazing how time flies. You know, it doesn't yeah. seem long ago where we 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 coughed our way out of the playoffs, and before you know it, we're back at it. Mm. Um, like. I, I would say it, this has probably been one of the longest off-seasons for me that we've had. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's just that I was I was doing things in the background and wasn't on with you guys as much, but if, if, Jesus, if it feels an awful lot longer to me. But maybe it is just me. I think it's just we've had so much turbulence. We really yeah. have so much turbulence, especially on offence. Um, mm. It seems, seems pretty status quo on, on D. We've only had a couple of, yeah. um, and obviously Randy Gregor's away, but like the yeah. the bad press we've had over the offensive line and um, oh, the, the Cooper trade and it was just one thing after another, the Gallup injury. Um, yeah. But we don't seem to be in, in the public eyes as much as we normally are. I, I don't know if that's... Um, I suppose that's what you get when you draft a, an offensive tackle over yeah. a, a wide receiver or a quarterback. You don't. It's, it's not a sexy move, but it, it was needed. No. Just no. assume it, was, it wasn't added to. Yeah, like I uh, touching back on something that I I mentioned last week when when we were on on Tuesday night. I was saying that we've. All of our draft class from this year, all of our draft class from last year, are all on the roster this year. Do you know, and there's nothing sexy happening with the Cowboys at the minute, and we're we're going to touch on that later. Do you know, but I, you just want some kind of a headline, and not a Jerry Jones headline. <laughs> yeah. Um... You know, it, it it would be just like the, the Cowboys to to give up next year's one for somebody, wouldn't it? You know, mm-hmm. somebody, somebody coming to the last year of the contract, the their current team doesn't want to pay them. We give up next year's one. Mm-hmm. And the contract stuff starts all over again. We pay them X amount of million dollars over four years, and they turn out to be a dud. <laughs> well, we. <laughs> myself and yourself and Rich did discuss at length giving up next year's one and possibly 2024's one as well but I don't know if that's going to happen 
<laughs> no, not uh, not who we were discussing. Um, no, no, it'd be crazy to give him up. But uh... yeah, but we'll just before before we go any further, we'll jump into. So the, the the most basic news and updates that we have is Jason Peters' forty-year-old left tackle has been signed. We finally yep. have a left tackle, Graham. We do, uh, we do. Hopefully that keeps um, Tyler Smith in at left guard. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm seeing all sorts of um, comments on Twitter that um, Peters won't start. I don't know where where you're getting from that. They're not mm. they're not going to bring Jason Jason Peters isn't going to sign off the the he's not going to sign off the street to sit on a bench if he's going to. I mean, yeah. he's, he's made his money. He is he is ready to ride off into the sunset. He's coming onto a team to start um, yeah. now. Whether he's whether he's been waiting the whole off season for a starting position. Um, that's that's up to him. Um, I, I said in our private chat that uh, it was any anything that puts Conor McGovern back on the bench is good in my book. Um, mm-hmm. The the only yeah. the only can, other concern I have with it is that I just hope that he he was waiting for big money and. An opportunity because for the for the first few months of the season, there will always be a voice in my in the back of my head saying, "Well, why wasn't he signed in April, yeah. or May, or June, or July, or August?" You know, it's almost as if, right, who's left, who's out there yeah. that we can get Jason Peters? Right, okay, go and get Jason Peters. It, it's not as if. Um, he wasn't the plan in April. He's the plan a week before the season starts. Um, read into that what you will. But yeah, if Tyron Smith doesn't go down, does Jason Peters play in 2022? Probably I think I mean, sooner or later. Someday, someday will tear a hamstring. But, mm. you know, it's kind of like... Right, what's plan B? And yeah. plan B turned out to be Jason Peters. Yeah. Like, um, I suppose the thing with Jason Peters is we know what he is. We've played against him often enough to know his abilities, but it's still a 40-year-old man you're bringing in, do you know? And is, is he going to be able for another season of NFL football. I mean, he played, I think he played 11, started 11 games for the Bears last year. But, do you know, there's, there's diminishing returns. I, I, it doesn't strike me as a 17-game player. Um, not at his age. I think they'll have to, they'll have to manage his veteran days, his days off. Um, yeah. Again, it's a running theme, but I'd be amazed if he played all 17 games. Um, mm. 
I'd be quite happy to get 12 games out of Jason Peters, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah. And if, if it's 12 games at the start of the season and you move Tyler out to left tackle when he goes down, it's not ideal, but it's better than starting them on Sunday night. Um, yeah. With Tom Brady rolling into town. Uh, so I suppose if if they've if they can bring in a bit of experience as opposed to throwing all the pieces up in the air and see where they land, then I suppose that's better. But I still I don't think anybody's pretending that it's ideal. No, no, because like I said, no, said on last week's show, um, the best thirty-two tackles in the league have a job. Once, once, once you go past thirty-two, it's you know it, it, it start it definitely starts to drop off because there aren't there aren't thirty-two yeah. starting caliber tackles. There are no, not there left tackles. 20, there are maybe twenty odd and twelve that you you're they're work in progress. Like for instance, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's not ideal, but it's certainly a better situation than it was last week. Yeah, um, I suppose look, move, moving along to the next point that we kind of we kind of said we we discussed. So, Peters had been signed to the practice squad for now. And the big concern we have at the minute is that we're we're being very flexible with what we're doing with our cap space and the new the new rules which came in as part of the COVID protocols were that you could elevate two members of your practice squad a week to your match day roster. And as things stand, we have Jason Peters who we Assume is our de facto left tackle. Brett Maurer is on the practice squad, who is our kicker. And we don't have a second quarterback on the roster. So how do, how do you see the juggling happening on that? You know, like I, I think the talk was that they were going to elevate two of them for three weeks and then, then decide what happens. It's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, we, we were talking pre-show. Um, somebody could be on the phone to Brett Maher's agent right now. Mm. Do you want to come and play for us? We'll sign, yeah. you, we'll sign you to a, a two-year deal right now. And he's off. Yeah. Takes off. He's on yeah. the first plane out of Fort Worth. So... Um, that's a little bit frightening, if I'm honest. I mean, like six days till the season starts, well, our season starts, and we have no signed kicker. Now, there, there must have been conversations. There must have been conversations. Look, Brett, you're our guy. Uh, trust us. Yeah. We're going to leave you in the practice squad for now, um, and you'll get your you'll get your game check on on Sunday. Um, I tell you what, I'd be pretty disappointed if they sign somebody tonight or tomorrow, not call mm. Brett Maher, because he's showing a little bit of faith in the Cowboys here, I think. Um, yeah. Because for all we know, there may well have been a phone call um, mm-hmm. 
to Maher's agent. Um, yeah. I mean, certainly getting around the the, the practice squad uh, conundrum, is it crazy that they send somebody off the street instead of Maher? Throw him a jersey and ask him to go and do it because you can only elevate two off the practice squad, but you can sign whoever yeah. you like. If they're not on the practice yeah. squad, you could literally phone. You could phone anybody right now who's a free agent. Mm. Um, yeah. Was that your phone going for? It was. It was Jerry yeah. Jones uh, from Texas. No, they haven't traded for Cooper Cup just yet. Not, not just yet. So I'll, I'll turn that off. Um, it's, it's still in the works. The, the Cooper Cup trade is still to go through. Anyway, um, so yeah, kip, uh, kicker situation concerning. Um, yeah. I think Peters goes in straight away. Uh, he'll have the experience to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Is he football ready? Probably not. Um, yeah. He'll. He, I'd imagine he'll be he'll be fit enough, but when was the last time somebody bull rushed him? Yeah. Um, and you want to put him in? I mean, we're, I'm presuming I'm presuming that the Peter starts. I think this is it'd be quite concerning if if Tyler Smith started at left tackle. I'm just assuming Peter starts, but um, mm. the. The Buccaneers' pass rush escapes me right now, but I would imagine it's it's a pretty good unit. That oh yeah, team. so that's concerning as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was the pass rush which won them the Super Bowl uh, in twenty twenty. Well, yeah, you know, I mean Tom yeah. Tom Brady was Tom Brady, but it was really their defense beat the Chiefs that day. You know, um, and and. And you go, Brian, sorry. Yeah, no, like the, the, the concerning thing for me looking at it is you saw what the Chiefs went out and did last off-season, ahead of the 2021 season. They addressed the role line. They went and got Orlando Brown, brought him in. The Bengals got destroyed in the Super Bowl on the pass rush. They went out and addressed the role line in the off-season, just passed. And we're still sitting here with question marks over who's our starting left tackle and who's our starting left guard five days out from the season kicking off. Well, it's it's Akeem Hicks and William Golson with uh, mm. with Vita Vea as the nose tackle. Yeah. Um, they also have Shaq Barrett and Devin White. As a linebacker, who can rush yeah. as well from yeah. the linebacker position, yeah. You know, so they, they, they're a full press front seven, they, they they all rush and they all get at the quarterback, you know. Yeah, that, that's that's what you're facing, <laughs> isn't it? That's concerning, <laughs> um, yeah. But at least they've made a move. Um, yeah. I would imagine, I would imagine that Conor McGovern goes back to the bench. Um, they mm. stick with they stick with Smith. Hopefully at guard, Peters yeah. goes straight in at, at tackle. Um, I mean, I'm assuming he's I'm assuming he's up to fitness. Like he, he's been looking after himself because yeah. um, we don't have time to to give him a month to get um, 
to get fit and then like game ready. It's got to be now. It's got. It's, I, I hope that conversation's been had. Um, I haven't yeah. seen anything to suggest that he's not ready. Um, but you you need to be ready. He will indeed. Um, and I suppose, like, look, if we if we if we flip it the other way, we also have to elevate quarterback for 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 Sunday's game. You know, like, yeah. I I I understand what why they made the move they did. But I just don't understand the reasons behind it. You know, you 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 have to have a, a, a second quarterback when you're when you're playing. You know, so is there like kind of looking down through the jet chart? Is there a cornerback? Is there a linebacker they could have cut because they've gone very 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 long on those positions? And hope that that linebacker would come back through waivers. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can think of is that they've they've been unsure about the fifty second and the fifty third players mm. on the, the the roster now. Whether that be we have quite a few linebackers at the minute. We have yeah. we have a fair few uh, defensive linemen. So whether mm-hmm. they're, they're making the decision on player A or player B, and then they drop out and rush or maher comes in for them um, yeah but you know what you also have to i don't see enough of this chat that they're out there they're out there right now and unless there's some yeah. kind of agreement with the cowboys no one's picked up the phone could cooper yeah. rush come and play for team x in the afc yeah. whatever um quick get me brett maher's agent on the phone um, we need Brett Maher. Yeah, you see where I'm coming from. It's like they're not yeah. they're not sought after guys because maybe yeah. they're doing them a disservice. Maybe maybe there is agreement with the Cowboys that they will be on the roster by Sunday morning. Um, yeah, but I still think it's a valid point that they are effectively free agents. I mean, they're signed to the practice squad, but that means next to nothing. Mm. It really does mean yeah. next to nothing. Um, unless they're exclusive. Are either of them exclusive? No. So I, I think the way the practice squad moves is, and if anyone is listening in or watching in and disagrees and knows this, just say it. But I think it is a case that, that if a team rings and asks Brett Maher if he wants to go, say, say the Saints, need a kicker that we can elevate him or he can walk and go to the saints so that i think we do have we do still have first refusal but we'd we then have to make the roster move which would trigger him being elevated and i mean this is this is the thing is who are our 51 52 and 53 and why are we going into Sunday night with Jason Peters, Brett Maher, and our backup quarterback on our practice squad and not on our 53? <laughs> it's quite concerning, isn't it? Yeah. It's is quite concerning. I mean, I've still not ruled out the possibility that they snag somebody else. 
from yeah. somebody else's jet uh, depth chart. Um, yeah. <laughs> did someone say Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> you, get, you get what I mean? Like some some along those lines. Would, yeah. Wouldn't that just be a Jerry move? Oh yeah. Wouldn't it absolutely would. I mean, they're obviously not head over heels about Cooper Rush because they're quite happy to leave him out there. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see the, I don't see the conversation involving Ben DiNucci or any of the other guys. I, I think it's all I hear is Cooper Rush. I don't know if you've had any yeah. different, but um, no, like I mean, I, I'm very much on the Will Greer train as being the backup, but I don't think they're on the train. So, yeah. you know, it, it Danucci had Danucci was there for two years, didn't really show anything. McCarthy, like you, you're familiar with the Green Bay Packers, and McCarthy always tended to draft a quarterback every year. Did yeah. take one this year, so. I'm I'm at a loss to tell you what is the backup quarterback situation, and we're one like effectively right now we're one snap away from our season being over before it even starts because Dak Prescott could get injured in the first snap of the season, and your season's over. I get that. I get that, and I I, I yeah. totally agree with that. But I still don't think it's an excuse to say, oh, well, four's, four's down, that's the season done. You yeah. should still try. You should still try. And you should still try and win yeah. the division at the playoffs, with, with, especially with this defence. Yeah. You I didn't say offence, though. Um, no, I, I, I knew you were saying defence yeah. for a um, reason, because that's, that's our team now. There's there's been too too many too many retractions on offense for my liking, um, and I, I struggle to think when the last time was that I would back our defense over the the offense. If yeah. I, I would I would say if if you if you put the ball on the fifty yard line and as like two minute drill, you run the two minute drill with our offense and our defense. Um, and you, you basically put them up against one another. I'm I'm taking the defense. I fully expect the yeah. defense to come away with a field goal. Yeah. Um, I just think they. I, I just think it's a better unit. And yeah, anybody out there, if, if you agree with me, let me, let us know. If you disagree, tell me why. Um, but it's the defense is just a better unit. I think there's yeah. more there's more hits on defenses. Um, like they seem to have hit on the defensive picks. I know all, mm. all the picks are still on from the last two years, but um, we've addressed our defense because our offense has been not so good. I mean, mm. let's be fair; it has been good. Um, yeah, but tides turning, tides turning. Yeah. Um, and I don't, it's not team. I don't think it will be Team Forty Burger anymore. I think it will be a more sensible scoreline. And thankfully, yeah. I think we've got the defense to to deal with that and to cope with that. 
Yeah. I mean, I think I think the great thing with the defense last year was I don't remember many blowouts or many thirty plus points a game given up at any stage. Um now I'm open to being corrected on that. But you know, if games were tight you fancied us to come through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, up up until January, <laughs> unfortunately, when it all yeah. went up that flat. Um, yeah. But yeah, to go back to the original point, um, I'd love to be on a fly in the wall in the quarterbacks room um, mm. because, I mean, being Cooper Rush and turning up every day, whether there's an agreement or not, um, I mean, how's Cooper Rush feeling right now? Um, yeah. Like, I'd be like, well, am I wanted or not? Because right now, you owe me nothing. I owe you nothing. Um, mm. And if somebody, if somebody picks up the phone and asks me to be the backup on Sunday, can I afford to turn that down? Because... The team could, the, yeah. the Cowboys could go and do the exact same thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to know if, the, if there's an agreement in there, um, because yeah. right now we're, the, I mean, we were we were talking in the, we were talking in the fifty-three man chat, considering keeping three quarterbacks, with yeah. one on the depth chart. Now, right now, yeah. as well short. Um, yeah. I still think it's it's got to be down to a decision at linebacker, defensive end, or possibly wide receiver. That yeah. would that would be the three areas for me. Yeah, because you you have seven wide receivers, I think, on the roster as it stands, and we're not going to play seven. We're not going to use seven. I mean, this well, we have Gallup. We don't know what his situation is. So maybe he's a move that happens to elevate Peters. And then you just don't know what you have. Like you have C.D. Lamb, who we've said repeatedly, we're not sure if he's a number one receiver. Jalen Talbert, who you don't know what he's capable of because has he faced it at Southern Alabama? And you have Noah Brown. Noah Brown's your third choice receiver. who's a blocking receiver. <laughs> I said, I said. I think it was was it Tuesday or Thursday show. What a difference a year makes! <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think, I think it was last Tuesday. You did say, like, I mean, going into last season, you had Cooper, Gallup, Lamb, Cedric Wilson had a great season and earned yeah. his money in yeah. in Miami. And best of luck to the guy. You know, he, yeah. he deserved it, but Jesus, where where are we? Like, as I think it, it's you made the point repeatedly, C.D. Lamb is the only wide receiver Dak Prescott has thrown a touchdown past on this roster. Wow, that's, that's scary. I mean, it's, look who Tom Brady has at his disposal. Yeah. Um, now, you could argue that we're, we're getting a little bit close to to pre-game, so I'll try, I'll try not touch on pre-game, yeah. but 
look look around the other units in yeah. the league. Um, I mean, you could argue that they're they've got a couple of declining players on in that wide receiver in that Buccaneers wide receiver room, but <laughs> I like their room more than ours. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there has been no team for uh, team forty burger chat that I can think of. Um, no. Shout out to Joe from Italy. Thanks for hey, thanks for sharing the content. Yeah. Joe, love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looking across across the line, it's it's very very young. Um, and I don't know if you saw. I forget. I forget which station reported it, but um, that was quoted as saying, "We'll be fine." And I thought it's a horrible question to ask Dak because what is he meant to say? You know, I mean, is he yeah. meant to come out and say, "I am con- extremely concerned about our young guys"? Um, Mike, you know, Michael Gallup needs to come back as soon as possible. CD Lamb needs to be the number one that we all want him to be. That only just adds pressure. Yeah. Um, so it's a tough. It's a tough situation for Dak to be in. Um, now I know the connection between Dak and Cooper wasn't wasn't maybe what we wanted it all to be, especially on the road. But at least Cooper drew attention. Yeah. Uh, who has the focus on in in that wide receiver room at the moment? It's C D Lamb. Um. But do you do you have to double CD Lamb? You know, could could you not just not put really. him, could you not just put your your best corner on him and and play yeah. a spread rather than I don't know. It's, it's it's all ifs, buts, and maybes right now. But it, yeah, like I said a couple of weeks ago or last week, it's the unknown that's concerning. Now. Yeah. We could be looking back on these videos in the middle of in the middle of October and going, oh, "What were we worried about?" You know, this is Team yeah. Forty Burger. We're watching Team Forty Burger putting teams to bed by the end of the third quarter and so on. But right now, it's difficult to see it on paper. You yeah. could see it. You could see it on paper last year. Like we could, we could obviously pick out. You know. He'll get twelve touchdowns. He'll get at least ten touchdowns. He'll get eight. Yeah. Right now, you've only got so many touchdowns on that receiver core. Um, yeah. <laughs> welcome to Dal. Welcome to Dallas, Jill and Tolbert. I hope you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um... The, the, the next thing I wanted to talk to you about, and if anyone hasn't seen it, so Mike wrote up an article yesterday and I think posted last night on the roster, on the roster and what he what he thought was good, what he thought was bad, kind of when you compare what we had last season to this season. So I'm kind of looking at, so he, he, he has the quarterback up, running back up, Wide receiver down, tight end up, offensive line massively down. Like that's your offense. Would would you agree with that? Or 
was Mike being generous or it's difficult to see Dak as improved mm -hmm. because he's well into his second contract now yeah he'll have less time to throw the ball and his wide receivers are down yeah do you get what I mean so I don't yeah. I want to believe but I don't see the evidence yeah um for me, it's never like been an it's never been an uh, an accuracy issue or a clutch issue. Um, no, I think he's a great quarterback, but I I would go grey arrow, you know, arrow left or, or arrow right or whatever yeah. you want you want to point it. It's definitely not down. Yeah, it's definitely not down. Yeah, I don't see where it gets better yeah. because the supporting cast is less. Yeah. Um, moving on to running back, it's going to be a pressure situation for Zeke because of his contract, which I will state again is not his fault. Um, yeah. This is this is the the chickens coming home to roost. Uh, mm -hmm. The Cowboys have restructured Zeke Elliott. The Cowboys have restructured Zeke Elliott. The Cowboys have restructured mm -hmm. Zeke Elliott. This is where it catches up. Because you've yep. got all this guaranteed money that you can't move on from. The Cowboys are not going to cut Zeke Elliott at any point in this season. It's not going to happen because they simply can't afford to. Um, he looks good. He does look. He, he looks a lot leaner. Um, yeah. But again, is the offensive line going to let him do that? Is Zeke's first point of contact going to be behind the offensive line? Um, yeah. Right now. Coming from the left side of the line, um, is a bigger question mark than the right. Yeah. Um, with uh, with Zeke Elliott, I would say probably it's 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 an up. Um, yeah. Tony Pollard, I would say it's an up as well, simply because. Um, I think you're about to see Tony Pollard's uh, passing game explode. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say a lot of the a lot of the quick routes, the um, swings and all that kind of stuff, the quick out to to Tony Pollard, I think will be important this year. And I don't know, Rico Dowdo, so so. I I don't, I don't yeah. see. Yeah. I make the point frequently on the show. They've only got one ball, and yeah. are you going to see Rico Dowdle enough to judge him? I'm I'm not so sure. Um, I can't see it. He's spot on with offensive line. That is arrow down. I don't think you'll find anybody that will disagree with that. Um, yeah. I think his tight end review is very reliant on Dalton Schultz taking the next step. In yeah. his process, um, I remain to be convinced about Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot. Um, yep. I, I still think Hen, um, still think Ferguson is a move tight end as opposed to a pass catching tight end. 
Yeah. And we need we need a pass catching tight end. And if they lose yep. Schultz, that position gets really thin really fast. Mm-hmm. Um so probably an arrow up for tight end. No, I would probably agree with that. If yeah. I, if, but if you put on the spot, I would probably agree with it. Um, yeah. What were the other ones? So uh, that that was the offensive side of the ball, and I think to to be fair to Mike, I mean he did, he he did make the point. Look, it's based on Dak being up was based on he'll be fitter than he was last season. He won't have the nagging doubt of oh god, what happens with contact. He should be able to get back to his own running game. That Zeke and Tony are both fit, but the one concern for me is every year we hear, and you say this every almost every show about Tyron, he's looking lean, he's looking fit, he's ready to go. Bang, there was something uh, yeah. there the whole time, and I have the same feeling around Dak, around Zeke, and the fact that the O line is so inexperienced and being put together with masking tape worries me for both of their sakes because you're you're reliant on those five guys and i mean i wrote an article there about a month ago on zach martin about you know he is the most important player on our roster and i still hold true on that um everything else worries me I mean, on Dak, it wasn't the injury because he felt like he had to do too much. Yeah. You know, if, if, if the pocket is going to collapse on Dak, surely that's a green light to take off. Mm-hmm. So he takes off on the run and then bad things happen. We won't go over it, but I'm sure we all, yeah. we all remember. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's... That's a concern, but he's probably right on the on the injury front. I would say that Dak is he's another year removed from the injury, and yeah. hopefully, it's non-recurring. Yeah. Oh. So, if we flip it over to the defensive side of the ball, so we have depth, we have ability, we seem to have a lot of raw materials. So Mike had the defensive ends, he had them up, he had the defensive tackles, he had them massively up, linebackers up massively, cornerbacks up hugely, and safety up hugely. You know, I mean, how how many times in recent years have we gone into a season and said, our secondary is decent, our defensive line is decent, and I'm going to qualify that in a second. And that our linebacker core is decent. Well, starting off in the trench, I mean, mm. I struggle to see how Sam Williams is an upgrade on Randy Gregory. Yeah. Um, we all know my, my feelings on Tank. Let's not go into that. Um, <laughs> He, Tank will be who who he's been. I've no I've no yeah. doubt the Tank, but it's the other side you've got to worry about. Yeah. Um, 
right now ESPN have um, Dorrance Armstrong down as the starter. Yeah. Um, alternatives are Dante Fowler, Basham, Williams. Yeah. I mean, Dorrance Armstrong, the enigma. You hear about him in you hear about him in August. You hear about him in August and forget about him in September. Um, Sam Williams has had a a, he's he's, he's flashed with a couple of good moves, but he's still not an upgrade on Randy Gregory. He's got a lot. He's got a lot. He's got a a bit more to go to Mm -hmm. to to be on the same level as Randy Gregory. So, um, I think Mike is looking to the future with that one. Posted as opposed yeah. to right now. Um, yeah, and to be fair, he did say that that it is more on a projection basis in terms of we know what Tank and Darren Armstrong are. You have Terrell Bashman, Dante Fowler there. Goldson is in the second year and will be improving. You know, so it's 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 concern for me as well, but not as as much of a concern for the defensive tackle spot. Defensive tackles, um, I would say, is will be arrow up. Um, there's been no major losses on it. Everybody's a year older. Um, Tristan Hill has realised that he's in a contract year. Mm-hmm. Um, how often do we say that about Cowboys players? That yeah. they, they sleep through their first three years, realise it's a contract year, have the best career, have best have a career year. And then go off to win a Super Bowl somewhere else. Mike says that all the time. Yeah. We just we just let let them sail into the sunset and they go and win a Super Bowl with somebody else. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a fairly extensive list. Anybody out there, you should look it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, Diggy Zula like, and Gallimore, I expect to ascend. So yeah, I'll I'll yeah. agree with that one. The concern for me, and I think this is why they picked up John Ridgeway is in the 49ers game in the playoffs 49ers ran all over us we still don't have that feed of air that is going to block up and clog up the middle of the line mm-hmm. and that concerns me mm-hmm. i mean that's why that's why o-line and d-line go so early on day mm-hmm. one of the draft because yeah. they're rare they're yeah. rare guys. If you don't pick one in the top twenty, there's yeah, there's not a red flag, but there's work in progress to be made somewhere because they're not yeah. they're not polished. Um, and goodness, we've seen the NFC East uh, draft enough of them in recent years, basically yeah. to go after our offense. To go after, like, I mean, think of the guys that have come into the NFC East over the past three or four years. Um, yeah. To get at the Cowboys, basically. Um, it's a young set of guys, and I think you basically have to treat it like that. Um, yeah, I do. I do agree with you. It lacks. It lacks bulk. It lacks a little bit of size. Um, but you've also got to weigh that up against. Um, the quick twitch in players, you know, the first step. Um, mm. 
if they can be more effective, I think they can they can compensate for size. But yeah, bottom line, I would agree with Mike on that one. Yeah. So then the next one that he he, he had linebackers. So he had them up five up five points. You know, LV is healthy. We've heard that before. Mm. Jabril mm. Cox is healthy. Parsons is in a is is in his sophomore season. Anthony Barr has been added, and then you have Damone Clark, who's NFI. Luke Gifford, Devin Harper. I'm still not convinced, and I don't know if the team has just broken me in terms of what's there. But I'm just again, I'm not convinced. Well, again, two starters on in a contract year, so they, uh, there's there's a there's a third player or third starter in a contract yeah. year. So um, maybe we're going to get a decent play out of them. Um, yeah, I've seen enough of Anthony Barr over the year with over the years when my dad being a Packers fan. Uh, yeah. a couple of couple of late hits on Rogers that he. <laughs> He keeps referring to. <laughs> um, <laughs> Van Der Esch. I still think they believe in Van Der Esch, but they weren't willing to pick up the, the fifth-year option. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that turned out to be a smart move, effectively. Yeah. Um, Six million, they, want, they want him to be the guy. But yeah they're not sold just yet um you have Jabril Cox waiting in the wind eh waiting in the wings the ESPN actually have Anthony Barr as a starter the, the weak side yeah. starter so yeah. that could be a good signing um yeah and then you've got Michael Parsons who, who just um colossal pro bowler um so Mike had Mike had it up, is that right? Yeah, yeah, he, he had it up five off. points. Um, yeah, I have to, I have to agree. Yeah, I have to agree because mm. you've you've brought in a little bit a little bit of experience with Barr. You've yeah. got a bit of a break on the Van der Esch contract. Um, Jabril Cox is hopefully still an ascending player. Um. Damone Clark's still around, Harper's still around, Gifford's been there for a while. So, again, it's a young unit. It is a young yeah. unit. I think it was yourself, Brian, that said the Cowboys are the youngest, third youngest team in the NFL. So, yeah. they've got their young guys, um, and hopefully those younger guys are hungry, as opposed to bringing in a list free agent who doesn't have it anymore. They've... Um, yeah. And to be fair, they've done that with Anthony Barr, but again, maybe they're maybe they're just sitting on these younger guys, thinking they're not quite ready just yet. And Barr, yeah. with the experience, just makes that group a little bit older. Because I mean, outside of Barr, I think the oldest player in that in that core is Van Der Esch. Yeah, he's still quite young, so. Mm. Uh, how old is Luke Gifford? Gifford, I think, is 25. 
He's, I think he was the same class as Van Der Esch. Gifford's 27. 27. Uh, this, is, you're right, this is his fourth year. So he's a little bit yeah. older, but in terms of NFL yeah. experience, they're there or thereabouts. So, again, yeah. still, you know, third, fourth year. They're not necessarily finished product just yet. Um, yeah. I mean, anybody that's been watching um, Hard Knocks, uh, the guy they call Rodrigo, you know who I'm talking about? The linebacker? Yeah, yeah um, Rodriguez, yeah. Was he a fifth or a sixth round pick and they expect him to start? I believe he was a seventh round pick. I mean, that's 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 got the potential to be a tremendous pick. If he comes in, yeah. starts day one, that's that's a hell of a pickup. So, yeah. Maybe that's the thinking. Maybe they're thinking if we go younger, hungrier, we'll see who rises. We'll see who rises to the top. You start yeah. picking enough of them, you're going to get talent out it sooner or later. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would agree on linebacker. Yeah. So then, lastly, my my much-beloved secondary. So Mike mm-hmm. had the cornerbacks up by a score of seven and safeties up by a score of six. Would you agree? I certainly wouldn't put it arrow down. Yeah, um, we've we've kept pretty much everybody. Yeah. Um, remember who were the who were the the subtractions? Which safety? So safety, safety it was Juanier Thomas and Tyler Coyle were the two that dropped out, and I think. Thomas is back on the practice squad. <laughs> yeah, that's um, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's, that's a good point, Joseph. <laughs> yeah, um, Joseph, I don't know if you know, but we, we were talking who could drop out of the 52 53 uh man positions to make way for. Rush, Maher, etc. Um, there's every chance that Kelvin Joseph could be the guy. Um, which things because he was he was a second round pick um, yeah. last year. So that look right now, I can't help but think it looks like a bust. Um, which is yeah. unfortunate. It's unfortunate, especially when at the minute we still have. The last two classes still on the team. Um, mm-hmm. Deron Bland looks like a he looks like a good addition. Um, yeah. Nishon Wright, hopefully he develops. Diggs is a pro bowler. Um, Anthony Barr is the guy that just gets it done. Um, I remember I yeah. had I had serious concerns about Anthony Barr going into the season in terms of his contract. Yeah. I thought he could have been a cap casualty. Um, yeah, he he earned that money twice over. Um, and Jordan Lewis is we all know who Jordan Lewis is. Um, yeah, 
he's he's maybe not going to send too much, but you know what you're getting. You're getting a fairly solid player. He'll be the third yeah. choice, I reckon. So, um, yeah. yeah, everybody gets a year older, a bit more experienced, and hopefully Anthony yeah. Brown stays, stays at a good level. And if, if they can do that, um, if Diggs yeah. can reduce on the 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 risk a little bit on the big play, but still maintain yeah. the interceptions, we've got a, a quality player on our hands, especially for a second round pick. So um yeah. not not concerned about cornerback at all. Uh isn't that refreshing to say? <laughs> yeah. And safety, um Malik Hooker stays on the team, hopefully gets more more and more reps. Um yeah. Still got Donovan Wilson, Israel Mukwamu. Um Could Mukwamu play a little at corner? Possibly. He he caught in a pinch because yeah. he played most of his college ball at corner. And then Jerod Kers, he's been a he's been a um, a superb signing. Um, so the back end, very little concern about the back end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just that's that's the problem. That's the problem. That's um and yeah. for me that's why they that's why they look these guys in the eye at the combine and they say, um, what's gonna happen when I hand you so many millions of dollars? And um yeah. the rap the rap career has I mean effectively Joseph's signing bonus has allowed him to do these things. And yeah, um, that's the, every so often you're going to get players like that. You're going to get, you know, you hand them the huge signing bonus before the season's even started, and they just look at their bank account and the the drive drops a little bit. The you know yeah. who they're friends with gets a little bit more of a concern, and yeah, it looks unfortunate for Kelvin right now, but. Hopefully yeah. he can turn things around. If he if he turns things around and becomes part of the team, it's only going to make them better. So, um, yeah. but again, with Daron Bland, his his addition could cover for that. Mm. That he looks like a, a good pick. Yeah. The um the, the 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 one thing I'll say on this is this time last year, none of us were sure on Trayvon takes whether the pick was a good pick or a bad pick. And a year on, we're going, damn, we got it wrong. You know, so maybe, maybe Calvin Joseph proves us wrong in the next season. Would I bet on it? I wouldn't, but that's just me. I think because he, because he played so little last year, isn't mm. helping. I mean... yeah. I think Diggs played straight from the off, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, I mean, just brought Kelvin Joseph stats. Um, 16 tackles on the whole of last year. Um, two passes defended. Three assisted yeah. tackles. It's, it's not a great return for a second round pick, is it? You expect, no. especially on the, on the, on the depth chart, at the time, you really needed your second round pick to come in day one and start. Mm. And it just it just didn't happen. 
Um, yeah. We've talked about, is the off-field going to be too much? Mm. Yep. Because they've used a lot um, of draft capital on, on, on cornerback. Yeah. So they've got people ready. Yeah. And this is, this is my issue almost every year with the Dallas Cowboys second-round draft. There seems to always be an issue or a concern. And, you know, like Connor Williams, when he was signed, there was concern no. there. Tristan no. Hill, Jakes. No questionable. Kevin Joseph. Sam Williams. Questionable. Do you know? There's, there, 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 bar, bar Connor Williams and Trayvon Diggs to a lesser extent. All the rest of them have ma had major character flaws and character concerns within them. And it just seems to be every year, you can bank on two things. The Raiders will do something crazy in the first round and will end up cutting that player within two years and will take someone with character concerns in the second round. I mean... The second round is always going to be a player who fell out of the first round for a specific reason. Yeah. Um, you know, there maybe wasn't something up to scratch or there was yeah. something off field or something happened on campus or something happened off campus. Um, or there's an injury involved, like with Smith. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know. If, if, see, if, see if they're going to roll the dice on that pick. Yeah. I would say that the odds or the results need to be a little bit better than they've been. I would say we hit yeah. on maybe... I mean, you could call you could call Smith a hit because he did get the second contract. Yeah. Diggs, Diggs is awful, obviously a hit. He's a pro bowler. So sooner yeah. or later it's going to work out. It's just you mm. have to take lumps with it. So it's maybe, I don't know, just off yeah. the top of maybe works one in every four yeah um, so hopefully sam williams is is the next one if he can mm -hmm. if he can go opposite lawrence and turn in the kind yeah. of numbers that randy gregory was producing certainly you've saved an awful lot of money if that happens so mm -hmm. again more ifs and and question marks we can't really comment comment on it just yet because we don't know but yeah um it's it's it has the potential to be better. Mm. Um, yeah. So the last question, Graham, that I have for you, and before before we get out of here, we are going to do a quick fire before, question. Before we move on, um, on. Dogs comment this. That's that's probably the best one. Sean Lee, yeah. yeah. Um, Sean Lee and Bruce Carter. I mean, Pro Bowler. Sean Lee, yeah. I, I, I have his jersey in, in the in, in the other room. Um, yeah. One of my favourite Cowboys of all time. Um, yeah. Again, that's why they're not first-round picks. You know, they, they, they have they have an asterisk next to their name. Yeah. Uh, and certainly DJ Dog saying that he was a hit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that he, he is he is the one out of the four. And they, they, do, they yeah. do come along, but it's a rule it's a rule of the dice effectively yeah so 
before we go, we are going to do a quick fire round with Graham, just in terms of the the upcoming season. But the, the, fin- the final question we said we were going to talk about Graham was that on this roster, on this fifty three man roster, the Dallas Cowboys have drafted forty six of the fifty three players on the roster. We all know that the Cowboys are now building through the draft. They're not spending big on free agency. And we've kind of seen in recent years with with the Rams, with the Buccaneers, that you need to spend a little bit in free agency, if not a lot. And do you, do you feel the philosophy is upside down? Do you feel it needs a little bit of rebalancing? Or do, do, do you feel they're doing the right thing in building through the draft? Certainly, the the vast majority of Super Bowl winners build through the draft. Mm-hmm. I would say that the the Rams have mortgaged their future to win it. Yeah, but that's that's only going to last so long. Um, mm-hmm. They have they have a good team just now, but. They, they have very, very little character. Uh, yeah. Capital left to, to go yeah. in with that team in the future. Um, Matthew Stafford's not going to get any younger. Um, mm. I mean, how how do the Rams how do the Rams see the quarterback position playing out? Um, Stafford's not going to play forever. Um, yeah. Certainly, I, I would I would expect their next first round pick to be a quarterback. Um, yeah, which I think is in twenty twenty seven. It just shows. Yeah, they've, they've they've spent third, fourth round picks on one year rentals. Yeah, guys, guys, guys on teams that aren't going to be Super Bowl contenders. They've got huge contracts that aren't going to be renewed. And the Rams thought, right, let's go and take this player from them for a third or fourth and go and win it this year. Um, it remains to be seen whether they're contenders this year. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody on that team is like a year older. Um, I, don't, yeah. I don't know how, what the average age of it is. Um, yeah. But when you're when you're dealing with undrafted guys, late round guys, mm. you can't hit on every single one. Yeah. Um, um, to, go, to go back to the question, I, yeah, there's nothing worse than bringing in a player who another for me who another team let go. If if you're yeah. on the street, your previous team said we don't feel. That you're worth what you want. Mm-hmm. And my question to that straight away is why. I mean, yeah. you get you get the odd exception like um, Von Miller. Yeah, you know, guys, guys that hit the market basically because there's a, there's a difference there. Um, mm. Von Miller thinks he's worth this. The Rams thought he was worth that, and he left. 
and he got it. He got it from somewhere else. He almost got it from us. Um, yeah. But yeah, that for me, that's that's why the vast majority of of free agents hit the market. Um, mm. With with draft picks, you can kind of mold them into what you want them to be. Yeah. Free agents, you're dealing with somebody that's played for somebody else. He's learned a different system. He's maybe not had the taste of success or he's had too much success and he gets to another team who aren't Super Bowl contenders and gets frustrated or um, he's a downward projected player. I, I, I think building through the draft is the best way to go. I mean, yeah. it's, look at the Patriots. When did the Patriots yeah. ever spend big? Um, mm. You know, they, 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 they take prototype players in the third, fourth, because they know they can do a specific job. They're not Swiss Army knives, but they can do a specific job in that defence, and that's why Belichick yeah. likes them so much. Um, I, I I can't really think of a huge signing that the Patriots made. Mm. Uh, I mean, did. just on that DJ Dog comment, um, yeah. 10 picks allows, allows us to move around. Yeah. So if it means we didn't do that much moving around in this year's draft, from, from I remember no. we stayed at home and, and took our guys. So yeah, that works too. You know, you just let the draft come to you. But the ten picks allow yeah. you to go and get somebody. You know, you could package that up. Say, you know, like you could use the thirty-second pick. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did. Jump up to get somebody. You know, you could yeah. package up one, three, and a four to move up to twenty-eight or whatever. Um, yeah, thirty-second being high. Um, just theoretical, I might add. Yeah, I mean, this is this is what's going to happen. But I, I, I was, I was, I was just scrolling through Twitter there, and uh, I, 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 I saw a very good Twitter account, the Up and Adams show, with a certain Miss Kay Adams talking to um, Sean Payton today, and Sean Payton thinks we're going to beat the Buccaneers. Have you any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think um... <laughs> yes. There's, uh, there's 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 talk in the background. I think. Yeah. Um, it, it has the flirtation why, begun. Why? Why is Sean Payton being asked about the Cowboys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, I mean, I, I put the question on our private chat. He wasn't being asked about the Saints. He was mm-hmm. being asked about the Cowboys. Um, yeah. Now, we're not just America's team, obviously. Um, yeah. The, the way, that's certainly the way to get comments, likes, posts, shares, argument. Um, by by quoting the Cowboys and asking about the Cowboys, but I just thought it was a little bit interesting that he was asked about Cowboys football and not about Saints football. Um, mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's some amount of pressure he put on um, Mike McCarthy. Big Mike McCarthy will love yeah. that comment. <laughs> well, he didn't beat the Buccaneers. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, mm -hmm. You never know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joe, on that, on that um, comment, uh, coaches can be traded too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like the comment here from Joe, and I think it's it's widely known throughout the NFL, Sean Payton is still under contract with the Saints up in 2024, and they can't get him unless they trade for him. I'm going to say this now. If the Dallas Cowboys trade for Sean Payton and they don't trade for players, I'm going to be very, very, very peed off. There but will be mic drops, there will be pen drops, and there might be a turning of the air blue. But that's why Joe's Joe brings up the trade yeah. talk. Yeah. Wouldn't it wouldn't it just be a Jones move? Um it would. He's still he's I mean he's still on the contract and this is all hypothetical and Joe's absolutely right. He is still on the contract with the Saints. Even though he's not mm. paid, the contract is still there. Um yeah. but where did this talk start? Somebody yeah. started it. Um, yeah. Now, did, did Peyton retire after McCarthy got the job? I think he yes. did, didn't he? Maybe yeah. that's where it's coming from. Um, yeah. Maybe it's all just media talk, putting two and two together and coming up with seven. Who knows? Yeah. Um, they, they don't need it. They don't. Mike McCarthy yeah. doesn't need it. Um, no, he doesn't. And I, I think I think Kay, Kay Adams was being clever there because. Oh yeah. Um, being on a being on a show called Good Morning Football, um, which has lower lower figures than they would like, uh, it's my sole belief that they were they were asked to say um, strange things on Good Morning Football. Because that how that's how the content gets shared. Did you see mm. who said this about that? Yeah. Um, they are. Thanks for the comment, Andrew. I, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know either myself. But anybody wants to go and check it out, you can go and check it out on yeah. the fans. Um, that's another. I, I mean, <laughs> it's, crazy. it's crazy how we're yeah. talking about the next coach of the Cowboys, and we haven't even kicked off yet. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the 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 comment in there from joe and as always folks thank you for the comments we do try and pull up every comment that comes in um and we do if 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 you send us a comment and we don't read it out straight away we are trying to come back to we generally do have a, a script that we're working off and we'll try and address the points as uh, as they are on that but the the comment from Joe is we're we're we already have the next coach for Dallas if McCarthy gets fired and his name is Dan Quinn. I know two ladies in Dallas who would love Swag Daddy Danny Quinn as the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. He's a players coach. He's yeah. he's certainly a players coach and his his unit is um ticking like clockwork or hopefully will tick like clockwork so yeah there is 
every chance, Joe. There is every chance. But yeah. let's give McCarthy at least half a season first. <laughs> yeah. I, I know you I know Brian, you you've raised the comment and it's a perfectly valid question. Um, why is Sean Payton talking about the Cowboys? But Sean Payton mm-hmm. talking about America's team basically on a show that's trying to get off the ground. Uh, yeah. And yeah, Andrew, I think Sean is absolutely right. Um, we'll see how we get over the loss of Randy Gregory to Denver. Yeah. Um, we'll see how Anthony Barr steps in. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the for the other nine positions, it's the starter is there from last year, as far yeah. as I'm aware. With the Malik Malik Hooker could be a, a question mark. I don't know if Hooker started the season, but again, he came in late, so it's learning a yeah. different playbook. So he's had a yeah. he's had a good few months under the playbook. Um, yeah, the defense is yeah. there. No concerns about the defense, and um, yeah. obviously Sean Payton likes the defense as well. Yeah, you never know. So. Joe, Joe, with the closing comment of the night, so I can't believe we're five days away from Cowboys football. We are indeed five days away. Um, and I said I was going to ask Graham some quickfire questions, so we're going to try and get out of here in, in the next two minutes. So Graham has been prepped and he knows what the questions are, so I hope he's, uh, he's pulled up a few of these already. So Graham... The 2022 season for the Dallas Cowboys, who is going to be our MVP? Um, Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons. Does that not say an awful lot? It does. Yeah. It does. So, uh, and... Folks, don't be afraid to send in your comments as well. So Joe has said that he thinks it would be Dak. So our Offensive Player of the Year, who do you think? Zeke Elliott. I'm going to be totally... I'm going to be totally unsexy and I'm going to say Zach Martin <laughs> as, as he always is. But see, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Right guards are not sexy, but yeah. they get it done. He's just he's just the guy. You know, Yeah. Um, you could send Zach Martin to the Pro Bowl right now. Yeah. He's a lock. 100%. He is a lock. Yeah. The Joe's comment uh, about he would say Dak. Joe, I don't know if I don't know if the rest of the offense is going to allow Dak to be MVP. Yeah. Um, yeah. He agrees with me. Um, Joe agrees with me about Parsons, but on the Dak comment, yeah. um, is the lineup to scratch? The, the wide receiver room is very young. Can yeah. Dalton Schultz have another great season at tight end? Um, remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. Yeah. On paper, it's questionable. It's questionable because remember that in, in terms of um, game ready wide receivers, um, CD Lamb is the 
only wide receiver that has caught a touchdown pass. Um, and obviously, that Jalen Tolbert is fresh off the, the fresh out of college. He could be an absolute stud, and I pray that he is. If he comes mm-hmm. in and has a thousand yards and eight touchdowns, what an addition! What a draft pick that will be, and it will mm-hmm. it will soothe so many things, and it will help us reach the playoffs. But again, yeah. we just don't know. We just don't yeah. know. So, defensive player of the year, not named Parsons. Um, I'm trying not to be obvious. We all know who, but I'm trying not to be obvious. Um, I had to go with Diggs. It's got to be Diggs. Yeah. How can, yeah. How can it Joe agrees. I'm going to go with um, Malik Hooker because I think he's had the year and he's come through his injuries. It seems touching wood and everything like that, that he is he is injury-free going into the season. And I think and hope and pray that the Dallas Cowboys have finally found me a free safety. Well, <laughs> so Long live the goal. Long live the goal. So your rookie of the year, Mike, or Graham? Um, Jalen Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert. Okay. Your surprise player. I'll I'll clarify that by saying that um, there's going to be too much going on around Tyler Smith for him to play well. There's going to be too much turbulence. There's going to be changes on his left, changes on his right. I just think he, I don't want to say set up to fail, but I think it's going to be a tough, tough season for Tyler Smith, unfortunately. Yeah. And Joe, Joe, Joe was saying Sam Williams... I'm going to throw in another name, and I'm going to add in Deron Bland potentially mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. Uh, as your rookie of the year. So your surprise player for 2022, someone like a Trayvon Diggs from last year who comes out of nowhere, and Andrew is saying he reckons Ferguson will be the rookie of the year. So great comments. My, my only thought about. Ferguson, Williams, and remind me, Brian, who did you say? Deron Bland. Are they going to see the field enough? Mm, yeah. Because Williams has, Williams has Fowler, Armstrong, Basham to, to, to rotate in with. Um, yeah. You're going to see less rotation for Tank, obviously, but I think that that uh, the other side of the line is going to be a bit of a rotation. Whereas um, Jalen Tolbert will play quite easily 80% of the snap season. So I think Tolbert is in the position to go ahead and and win that. Um, To go back to the surprise player... God, I'd love it to be Biadish. 
I really oh. wish. Do you know, see if Biadish turned it round and had a stud season. Wow. Yeah. Wouldn't mm-hmm. wouldn't that be incredible? Yeah. Uh, to turn to be to become an an absolute fighting unit. Mm-hmm. If, if, we say, if we could say that Biadish was a stud, think how yeah. think how easier you would be about that offensive line. Think, I mean, if he was to become um, Travis Frederick level, yeah, that's obviously a huge step. But if he was to ascend to that level, you'd yeah. feel you'd feel so much better about the offensive line. Um, yeah, like, to be perfectly honest, it's not going to be Biadish. I think, I think I've I've now got a blind spot about Tyler Biadish. Unfortunately, um, yeah. I'm going to go with um, Paul's guy. Neville Gallimore. Neville Gallimore. Very good. Certainly a, a, a surprise, but I, can, he, I, can he double his Yeah, sack? can he elevate? Yeah. 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 And DJ Dog has thrown in Quentin Bohanna or Chauncey Goldston. And the guy I throw in is also Dickie Zua. You, you can tell there's a running theme. You know, yeah. we've just round off defensive tackles and I think that's where Cowboys Nation wants to believe there'll be a surprise player you know somebody that ascends to um, you know like an 8 or 9 sack guy Yeah, because I don't know if we have that on the interior right now I mean see when you've got see when you've got a defensive a, a defensive tackle that can collapse the pocket it makes yeah. things so much more difficult, and that's why that's why I was a little bit concerned when they took um, Jordan Davis, because yeah. that the pocket against the Eagles is going to collapse pretty quickly. Yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's tough. It's a concern um, mm. because I, I said earlier on in the show that's why they've that's why they've taking so many defensive players it's to get at our offense it's to disrupt yeah. our offense because that's the only way you're not going to win the nfc east until you topple the cowboys offense um yeah. and that's why they've that's why they've done it yeah so we just have a comment in here from joseph uh do we yeah. think travis frederick would return for a year i think we're 100 that's we're both on the same that is not <laughs> it's not happening like, no, unfortunately not, because he's, yeah. he is, as far as I'm aware, he's given up on football. He is a lot, lot leaner. He doesn't yeah. have the, the muscle structure anymore. Uh, yeah. I mean, the football brain's still there, but I don't think football is in his thoughts no. at the minute. I think it, and that's that's got to be like, quite crushing to a player, to be, to be yeah. to- torn away from the game. Um, a little too early. Uh, yeah, it's proper. It's a real shame what happened to Travis Frederick, but unfortunately, mm. just no. That's I don't think that's going to be an option. Unfortunately, no. Like I know uh, Barry, our sponsor from Cowboys Experience, 
works a lot with Travis. Travis helps him out with the with the, with the Cowboys experience in game day and the day before in games like that. And as Graham has said, he's lost I think between three and four stone of muscle and weight that he would need to put back on which he just can't handle and i also believe he has moved back to wisconsin mm. um so he's no longer even in the in the dallas area unfortunately yeah so the last two questions graham that i have who is going to be a letdown this season <laughs> <laughs> Brian, we don't we don't have time to answer this question. <laughs> um, right. I as as much as as much as the as much as the addition of Jason Peters helps well let's face it, we're gonna see Connor McGovern eventually. DJ Dog, you know, right off the bat, right off the bat. Yeah. I swear, DJ Dog, yeah. I got, I said it before you commented, but you commented. <laughs> We're going to see Connor. Yeah. I've referred to him as the backup's backup, and yeah. that's exactly what he is. Um, there seemed to be a there seemed to be a point in the season where it was in preseason where it was like we were okay with Connor McGovern starting at left guard, and and what world. Did anybody think that was going to be okay? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the deal the deal that um, Connor Williams got in Miami is incredible. Absolutely incredible. What game tape yeah. were you watching? Um, yeah. Were you watching his college tape? Because it's certainly... Um, I mean, unless, unless they're... Unless they've got a black and white TV and they didn't see all the yellow flags around Connor Williams... Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you've got a guy that that McGovern who basically sat and waited in the opportunity to then elevate him as a starter. Nah, that mm-hmm. was that was desperation. So it, yeah, DJ Dog is spot on. It's going to be Conor McGovern. Yeah, uh, DJ Dog is also saying his surprise player uh, could be Matt Ferniak, especially if Biadish flops. Which yeah, I think. I, I, I think the guy, both myself and yourself, have a little bit of hope for Graham is actually Alec Lindstrom. If he can put on a bit of bulk. Yeah. Is he on the practice squad right now? He's on the practice squad, yeah. Yeah, I wanted I wanted Lindstrom to come in and challenge. Um, yeah. I wanted there to be a serious competition there. Um, yeah. Is, is Farniok centre calibre? Can he do? Can he deal with the assignments and the snap? Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna find out at some mm-hmm. point. Um, yeah, it's it's a shame because Biadish followed Travis Frederick, who was one of the best. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it, for me, I I've just developed I've developed a blind spot now. I just I yeah. don't. I just don't see it. Yeah. Um, so David Reed saying, t- saying thanks for sharing. Welcome along, David. I don't think we've had John before. And um, as we say, make sure look keep the comments flying in. It's great to have everybody putting their thoughts in as well. 
Andrew saying he's looking forward to seeing Collins coming back with the Bengals in week two and that it could be tasty. It very much could be. It's a very, very tasty battle. Um, the last one I have for you, Graham. Who is going to be the breakout player for this year? Is can a can a can a rookie be a breakout player? Yes. Can he can he be more than we thought he was going to be? Like a like a a digs. Yeah. I think it's all set up for Jalen Tolbert. Um, the yep. opportunity um, to be the second receiver on on this offense, I think the opportunity is there for Tolbert. Like we've talked about the surprise player, and um, a couple of players came up, but I, I don't know if they're going to get the snap count to be that player. Um, yeah. Where, like I said earlier, Tolbert's going to see the field at least eighty percent of the snaps. Um, yeah. I don't know if that could it possibly be Sam Williams. I don't know. Like, remember he's coming up against he's coming up against tackles that have seen it and done it. Looks good yeah. in preseason, but I don't know if he's going up against the ones all that much. Um, yeah. I think the ones are going to be a different story, uh, mm-hmm. and the bull rush isn't necessarily going to work as much as he would like it to. So I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Tolbert. Brilliant. So I didn't think we were going to do it, Graham, but we've gone for an hour and a half. And we've kind of... Mike will be delighted at that. Yeah, Mike Mike, Mike will be loving it. He will. I'm sure he's shaking his head right now and saying, will you two ever wrap it up? But Mike and the guys will be along, Graham. I'm sure you'd probably be along on Thursday at nine o'clock here in the UK and Ireland, three in the east or four on the east coast, three o'clock in Texas, and one on Pacific time. Yeah, looking forward to it. I can't believe we're here. Um yeah. it's it's finally time to get the 49ers game taste out of our mouth, get rid of that, mm-hmm. get shot of that, forget all about it. That was last year. This is this year. Um, yeah, I'm just just ready to go. It'll be interesting to see um, everybody's ones because I think I said on Thursday's show that um, some of the ones around the league won't have played for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Like you saw that you saw the twos, threes, and fours in the last games for every club. So. To have last Sunday effectively off um, and then to go a whole week, mm-hmm. are you? is everybody going to be game ready? We'll soon find out. Um, yeah. Everybody's excited. DJ Jog's excited. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hopefully. I mean, um, I mean it's, it's a little bit early, but what do we think? What do we think with the Buccaneers coming in? My big concern, I know we're going to touch on Thursday's show a little bit, but my big concern is I always remember Belichick and Tom Brady. The week after the bye, it was now an impossible to beat Tom Brady. 
and Belichick after the bye because they had that much time to do their homework. Think mm-hmm. how long Tom Brady's had to do his homework on the Cowboys D. So yeah. that's that's tough. He's coming in with a, a, a good set of receivers. Um, Diggs, Brown, Lewis, Hooker, they're going to have their work cut out for them. But it's it's exciting. No wonder it's Sunday yeah, night it's- football. Sunday night football. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Let's go 1 a.m. 1 a.m. <laughs> coffee, coffee at the ready and swag daddy Danny Quinn <laughs> in, looking sharp and having his boys ready. It is going to be fun. But as we say, look, Mike and the guys will be along Thursday. They will build you up for the game. Um, so make sure you're tuned in. Hopefully you'll have Graham along. And then we will be back here next Tuesday night, same time. We will be doing an in-depth review of the Cowboys' first victory of the season. Make sure on Monday you have your polo ready for Victory Polo Monday. Um, make sure you're well fueled up and have plenty of coffee at the ready for the day because it's going to be a late one, but it's going to be a good one. Yeah, fast start. To go to go 1-0 and is an awful lot better than 0-1 because 0-1 puts you on the back foot. So hopefully we get the win. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's a good night from me. I'll leave the last word to Graham. Will we will we chat about our good friends over in the over in the US? Oh yes, absolutely <laughs> we will. Just give me one second. Oh I actually managed to get that right. So guys over at so if you're planning to go to a game this year, make sure you look at the Cowboys experience. Um, you can you can see from the pictures just uh, how, how good it looks to see um, to see other fans, to see the staffers turn up and um, you know, shake their hands, sign sign footballs, great photos. Um, you might only go to one game. Why wouldn't you make it the best yeah. game? So make sure you book with Cowboys experience and use that discount code UK Cowboys because you know what happens, Brian. Yes, you get chocolate pudding. <laughs> well, long-time listeners to the show will know exactly what that means. <laughs> and we also, you will also look. Make sure you use the use the code. You will get free stuff. You will be looked after like absolute royalty. Barry is one of the best guys you will ever meet in the Dallas Cowboys family. Um, he will look after you. You will make sure you have a great time and you will not regret it and you will want to go back. Um, we do have our travel package for 2023. So make sure and stay tuned to all of our media. So our Facebook, our Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch. Am I missing anything at this stage, Graham? Even on MySpace. <laughs> I signed out about five minutes ago, so that's cool. <laughs> right. And make sure at the final the, the final shout out, as always, our our friends over in the US, as Graham said. So the likes of J Talk, Skywalker Steel, Brandon and Brandon and Marcus from Cowboys Y'all, Katie's phone tweets, the Cowboys own media team. They all pump out the content every single day of the week. 
Make sure and tune in on Sunday to our own Paul Stewart and, our, and the very lovely Meg Murray for the World's Team podcast. Um, and as I say, last word to Graham. Joe, keep that prediction for Thursday's show. Make sure you join us Thursday's show. We won't bring it up just yet, but keep that in your mind. <laughs> it's a good night, folks. Take care. See you next time.